0: now to take a look at some of the winners and losers in the market this year, let's welcome in David Bars, founder and CEO of Xout Capital. And he has the Xout strategy. Um, I think it's very interesting how you do this. You spend time, instead of trying to pick the winners, trying to really sift out the laggards. Tell me more about that.
1: Well, hi, Nicole. Nice to be back again with you. Yeah, our strategy is somewhat unique because everyone is trained on the street to pick winners and we're flipping that investment paradigm and just trying to exclude the losers. Uh, I should note that CFRA, which covers the ETF sector, just came out with a report on us today, touting us with a five-star rating without even having a full three-year track record. So there are some out there starting to recognize what we're doing is different and unique, but we are spending all of our time doing what would be a head-scratcher to most people, just not owning things that we don't think are going to grow at the same rate in this new environment, that technological disruption is impacting everyone. And so we're just focusing on excluding those companies. You call them laggards, sometimes I call them losers, but they're really just companies Mm -hmm. that have not been able to achieve or keep up with what technology is doing to accelerate growth.
0: So when you look at the struggling names, tell me about some of the ones that have come up recently. And it's not to say that they're horrible companies. It's just maybe revenue has been dwindling and, and such. Um, focus on some of the struggling S&P companies that you've X'd out.
1: Yeah. So again, the, these are all large cap U.S. equities. So you're right. They're they're all good companies. They're all safe companies. They're all companies that have achieved huge successes over time. In the sense of being able to um, to 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 get to a point where they're the large U at largest U S five market cap companies, right? But some of these, let's pick on General Electric for a little while. I mean, this is a company that had been a perennial, not just S and P five hundred company, but top ten and P five hundred company for many many years, and um, now it doesn't even come close to making the top ten list. Its growth and its business has. Changed. We all know about it. They've written about it. Everybody talks about it. Um, it's it's a company now that's probably more familiar to those in the value investing space uh, for what they might be able to do with their new management team. But it's a company that has lagged, and as a result, um, just by not owning that company, we've created significant outperformance over something like the S and P 500, which has held that company. And buys it. This is one of our our theses here is that not all indexes are are great, right? They buy everything in that index, irrespective of what the underlying companies are, and they just market cap weight them. We're being a little right. bit more smart, right? We'd like to call ourselves smarter beta because we're using financial metrics to weed out companies like GE, and just not owning it has created outperformance for us.
0: Right, and at the same time, you've been noticing um, rapid tech disruption, right? and the tech stocks that have just continued to shine. Tell me a little bit about some of the names that have been the leaders in your X-Out strategy.
1: Yeah, look, we we just released a white paper. It's available on our website, which is exposing something that everyone's definitely aware of. Technological change is here. But I think what, what the pandemic, what COVID did to the marketplace was wake everybody! Wake everyone up a little bit to understand that the acceleration of this change is not something that's priced into the market. And we see events like that occurring in the future. I don't know what the future disruption event will be. Obviously, no one predicted COVID-19, but there will be future events which will further accelerate those that are prepared for this kind of change. And they're not just prepared, they're thinking forward. They're thinking about this 3 years from now presently. So you look at this list, it's an obvious list of perennial market leaders, but they are well ahead of everybody else in terms of preparing for change and maybe even being the catalyst for change. So one of the names on that list or two actually that we don't presently own are Berkshire Hathaway and Tesla. Tesla might, you know, shock a little pe- people a little bit why don't we own a company that's been a first mover especially in the battery and EV EV space, well, um, its growth rate has decelerated. It is having some struggles. There are now other companies that it has disrupted in the past that are disrupting them by putting a lot of money, effort, time into the creation of their own EV uh, vehicles. And we're seeing Tesla's market share potentially get uh, taken away from them a little bit. We'll see if that's a long-term or short-term trend. My bet is it's a short-term trend. I think Tesla is so far ahead of everybody else that they'll get their act together and and, uh, we'll see some very bright things from them in the future, but it's pretty apparent that accelerating technological change is impacting everyone.
0: Yeah, and while you're not doing stock picking and you are speaking positively about Tesla, we've had on folks who have been very bullish on Tesla. Uh, You heard Kathy Wood even put a $3,000 target, but 1,000 or 900 its last high I guess, um, does something like 900 seem attainable to you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I the beauty of running our strategy is we don't get to make predictions like that because they're just too hard to do. I'd say right. I'd, I'd be more focused on watching and appreciating the growth that they're, they're experiencing, seeing how ahead of the curve they are mm-hmm. and everyone else in terms of the data that they're collecting, how they utilize that data to get ahead of everybody else. Again, Tesla's thinking about not yeah. today, or this coming quarter's earnings they're thinking about earnings three years from now and maybe even longer and they're going to be the market transformer so again with company like tesla i i expect that our rebalancing process will get them back into our portfolio at some point in the future but at the present day yeah it had a slightly decelerating quarter and it just triggered our metric and and the beauty also of what we do is no human being overrides any decision so we let our Right, model- and that
0: is a beauty. Yeah.
1: yeah I, I came from the world where uh, personal biases di- dominated investment management decisions. And you, you just, it, you, very few people are successful at doing that on a consistent basis.
0: And when you look over time, over let's say the last decade, and I know you use AI and, and all kinds of machines and strategies to really filter out the losers. Um, has there really been some evident changes? You mentioned, for example, how tech has been a disruptor, any other sort of changes in leadership or trends that you've noticed over the last decade or anything else that we should keep an eye on?
1: Well, look, one of the most important things is, is management. Uh, management are the, the, the folks that make the strategic decisions, to think about these kinds of future forward-facing risks, not folks who are just looking backward and trying to um, amend a mistake, right? They're they're the the, the the people who strategically lead companies. As I said, they're looking three years, five years from now and then driving the companies toward that kind of growth effort. If you look at this list, it's fascinating at some of the names that came off just um, five years ago, right? It. it People forget about this stuff, that what happens to companies that are being disrupted. So I tell you that management is, is one of the critical, important things and how they address technological change and being ahead of it is a really important metric that we use in our model.
0: It's great to see you, David. Thank you so much. I always love chatting with you because I think this uh, strategy is fascinating. David Barr founder and it's CEO nice of and Capital. Thank you.